Hello, everyone. It's me, Allison. The show is about to start, but just real fast, a quick reminder. I want to tell you guys, um, if you are doing some shopping, perhaps some Black Friday shopping, holiday shopping, etc. Like Christmas type uh, shopping? Christmas type, sh- any sort of shopping at all. I have put together some lists on Amazon. Lists with things stuff. on them? Daniel, just... <laughs> Pipe down for one second. <laughs> Beauty stuff, makeup stuff, home stuff, kids stuff, podcast equipment, books I recommend, all of this stuff. And Daniel's dun, stuff? Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. Daniel's Corner, where I put stuff that I know that he likes. But Daniel has recently gotten way more involved, oh, yeah. and he oh, put yeah. together a special Christmas spectacular gift guide for you. You guys will not even believe it. I mean, I'm not going to tell you what's on there, but it's literally up some things. Lots of things. And well, a whole big stuff. caption explaining if his you process. you know someone who's exactly like me, they are going to love it. And here's where you go to see all of this. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. Amazon.com slash shop slash Allison Rosen. And we'll be adding to it. It's nonstop, you guys. Yeah. Okay, here's the show. Bye. You guys, I lied. I said the show was starting right now, but I have one more quick announcement. I'm co-hosting a new podcast. It's brand new. It's called Upworthy Weekly. I'm co-hosting it with a guy named Todd Perry, who I'm having so much fun with, although he is wrong about so many things, especially Christmas music, but also other stuff. But anyway, uh, Upworthy Weekly, we come out on Saturdays. Please give it a listen. Subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, leave us a comment, a review on Apple Podcasts that helps out the show so much, especially because we are brand new. As I've said, between one and four times right now, I've lost track. But anyway, please give it a listen. Uh, it's a lighthearted news podcast. We're taking a look at the most popular and engaging stories from the week before that ran on Upworthy. And it's uh, it's just what your holidays need. And then when the holiday, when we're past the holidays, it's just what that part of the year needs. It's just exactly what you need. Please listen to it. Upworthy Weekly, new episodes every Saturday, wherever you get your podcasts. And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show. Tonight, Allison welcomes a guest. She's a producer and writer and will soon be starring in the Universal Studios Waterworld stunt show as a wisecracking buoy. It's Robin Shore. And he's a writer and comedian who has finally recovered from his recent move but thinks he might continue to puke a lot and aggressively pee all over the place. It's Jordan Morris. Chef Jeff is here to deny allegations that it was his passionate, passionate lovemaking that killed Betty White. I'm husband Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus and say hello to your new best friend, Allison Rosen. Hello, my little Wawa hoagies. Welcome to another exciting episode yeah. of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. The first episode that we've recorded, not the first episode of the show in 2022, but the first one recorded in 2022. That particular regional carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. 
by Lauren <laughs> Kelly. And I suspect uh, it was selected because of a special person joining us today. Uh, but yes, I am on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. You can get bonus episodes of The Friend Zone. That's my Patreon podcast. You can watch videos of the Thursday show. So for example, right now, I know what kind of shirts my guests are wearing and you don't. But if you are watching, you would see. You would also see whether that was the first take of the intro or the second take of the intro. You would also see some very bodacious and exhilarating dancing that made my heart sing. You, there's also a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Zoom parties. Uh, you can send, submit carbohydrates. So much stuff. And if you sign up for a year, you get two months free. So 12 months for the price of 10. You really can't afford not to unless you don't want to. And then, you know, you do you. I would like to say hello to my guest, Robin Shore. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be back. I loved your dancing. That was some (laughs) wonderful dancing because, you know, as the person whose name is in the title of the show, when I just see someone not dancing, I think, oh, no, are they not into it? But when I when I see like a flash dance footloose melange, I get excited. I mean, we're starting a show. We want to dance. I want to rejoice. And it's a it's a great song. It's so upbeat. Um, I love you. Okay. Jordan Morris, hello. Hi. I I I I feel bad that I kinda half assed my dancing. It's totally okay, honestly, because I was so riveted by Robin's dancing that I wasn't like if you had said right now, I'm sorry I didn't dance at all, or if you were like, Yeah, I I'm in a full body sweat from my dancing, I would have believed you. Okay, you know, let's let's I'm gonna Take say two. retroactively what I was doing <laughs> was I was I was I was giving all of my shine to Robin. Oh, oh I felt it. I felt it. I was it. being uh, I was doing that intentionally. I didn't want to steal focus. I wanted to support her with <laughs> you know, lesser lesser dancing so that she looked better by comparison. There are no small dancers, Jordan. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Or small Only dance small dances. Yeah. yeah. That is uh what a team player you are. Thank you. What yes. Let's performer. let's lean into that. That is definitely what happened. That was my intent. It was all on purpose. Let's just go with that. I'm a I'm a I'm a great and giving podcast partner. That's you. You are Daniel- Daniel Quantz, hello. Hi. Um, I know it looked like I wasn't doing much dancing, I, but I was doing Robin's dance backward and in heels. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, Who so is that? Little props to this guy. <laughs> and Jeff Fox filling in for Tony, who is on tour right now. Hello. Welcome back. Hi, Allison. It's good to be here. And in my defense, since I'm being non-dance shamed, uh, in my defense... <laughs> I was doing stuff. Uh, I'm terrible at dancing. I may be Amish when convenient to get me out of dancing because uh, reason number four, I hate dancing. Wait, do the Amish like not dance? Song? Yeah, are they non-dancers? Yeah, I mean, it, mo- it would make sense. I believe it when you say it, but I haven't, I haven't, I guess I don't know that ex- ex- explicitly, but it sounds right. I it think does. they're not allowed to dance. Isn't oh, there, I shouldn't make that joke. Isn't? They're not listening. <laughs> That's true. Or Wait. are they? Why is that? Wait, is that? Why is that a joke? Somewhat. I think what happens is that someone, if oh. if an Amish person wants to subscribe to a podcast, they get a non-Amish person to whittle it for them <laughs> yeah. on a piece right. of wood, 
So they will get this podcast, but it'll be in two or three years. So I see. I thought the joke you were making is, and this is definitely worth going for me. It's worth it for me to go back and do another lap on how I misunderstood the joke. I thought the (laughs) joke was they, they can't dance. And I was like, why is that about, I get it now anyway. Um, or that they're not allowed to dance, but isn't rumspringa, isn't that when Amish people like take, you know, nine to 15 months to go wild and dance and fucking stuff. Yes. But but it comes at a huge, yeah, it comes at a huge cost, which is at the end of it, you have to decide whether you're going to stay in the real world or go back to no dancing and butter churning. It's a very high stakes decision. And then these kids who decide not to go back, like don't know how to function in the world. I mean, that's not fair. I'm sure they know how to function, but the world is different than the world they grew up in. Now, did you like watch a documentary? Did you have friends who were Amish? Where's this info coming from? It's there's a documentary, I think, called Rumspringa that I watched, I think, in 2003 or 2004. And I think also I love trying to remember a documentary you saw (laughs) 10 or 15 years ago. (laughs) And also, I think like MTV at the time did a whole like series on like behind they did, the they, there was some of sort of reality Shringa. show yeah and i know Maybe that is such a particular feeling when someone brings up a subject that you've seen a documentary on <laughs> your 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 instinct is to always go i've seen a documentary about that i've seen a, I've seen a documentary about that like <laughs> i i absolutely do it it's like exciting yeah and then too much but then the problem is you then people want information they right. want you to recount the documentary and oftentimes I barely fucking remember that thing. Right, right. Same, same. I do that too much, Jordan. I jump in with not like a one headline of knowledge and I know nothing else. <laughs> it's 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 just it it it's some it I don't know, it ticks something in your brain. It's just exciting. Yes. It's and yeah, I, I, I hear you. I'm with you. Yes. Thank My you. dad had uh he was a he's still alive, but I'm putting this in the past tense because he does not he he was a fish hobbyist enthusiast we had tanks of tropical fish around the house uh and from being around him i felt that i had soaked up a lot of tropical fish knowledge and then when i lived in new york <laughs> i dated this guy whose roommate he lived in williamsburg and his roommate had a fish tank and like the itch to tell someone you know about something via documentary, I was like, I know. I, I don't know if I yelled it, but I was like, I know about fish. Or, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I grew up around fish. Right. Because that, then, it, that has the potential to be the most awkward relationship is the like person you're dating's roommate. You know, like yes. you person just bump you into just, in the night. You're just groping for something to like connect with that person about because you'll be like in the living room with them while the person is getting ready or maybe you're like you all go to a bar or something or like mm-hmm. the roommates at home alone so they're like hey come with us and then yeah i i agree <laughs> like you just have to you you have to connect with that roommate right so yes. then now i don't know what i was expecting would be the way we would bond over my knowledge of fish but somehow it turned into like who wants to be a millionaire championship level fish quiz (laughs) and i realized quickly i actually know very little about fish i just know the names of a lot of fish that's it (laughs) like steve my knowledge was shallow when you said that your father knows a lot about fish for better or worse my brain went to the band (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Allison's dad, he likes to party. He's a fish head. Oh, my God. Imagine if that were the case. My dad has bootlegs of New Year's <laughs> Eve at Madison Square Garden. Square Garden. Can- they played the whole Thriller album. <laughs> did they really? They did. They have. I went to a fish show this year with a friend, and it was an experience that wow. I won't repeat, but it's. I guess it just <laughs> stayed with me, and that's why I thought your dad was really into the band. No. no. Which, is your friend like a long time? Is your friend like into it? Like tr- tours, tours with them. Yes. Wow. Very into it. All of her friends, all of her family, all of her oh, lovers wow. have come from that pool of fish people. But you're kind of a fish head, right? <laughs> I'm more of a deadhead, like a lifelong okay. deadhead. But I, I can accept fish into my life, but not with the ardor that my friend has. Right. Now, when you say it's an experience, you'll never repeat. I wasn't sure if you meant, or, you know, you said it's an experience you're not going to repeat. I didn't know if you meant you're not going to tell us about it or you're not going to ever do it again. (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) But I'll just say it was at the forum. It was in that weird, it was in September, I think. And and they said they were checking vaccine cards and they weren't and no one was wearing a mask. Oh, God. No one. And we did, but it was still a little like, what are, what are we doing, guys? What are yeah. we doing? And then the and then with all due respect to Fish, they they played so long, so many notes for <laughs> yeah, so that's their whole thing. That's their thing. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. You gotta but love noodling. Point, I just wanted to be like, guys, we know you can play your instruments really well. You did it. You did it. You did it an hour and a half ago. Let's go. But um, I wasn't, I maybe am not the best person to take to a fish concert. But do you not feel that way about the Grateful Dead? Because they also noodle and play for a long time. They do. That's when you go to the bathroom and get your snacks is during drums and space. Yeah, you don't, (laughs) you you just, you have to have a plan. I, I, I had a, I had a distinct, I really distinctly remember the feeling of, well, I'm old now when I went to a concert and left thinking that was a good length. (laughs) <laughs> what concert was it? Uh, it was Courtney Barnett. It was Courtney Barnett at the Greek, uh, who I love. I, and I, you know, I, I, but it wrapped up around 1045 and we all got That's to our cars by life. 11. Ah, perfect. Jordan, I don't want to call you out, but are you a little bit congested? I am a little bit congested. Huh. Are you okay? Um, I think- before you joined, we had riveting pre-show conversation about how Daniel my whole family has been super sick yeah I feel like in a pandemic saying super sick is like the scale is thrown off but pretty sick but not COVID despite all of the tests we took thinking this has to be COVID everyone's fine now though but like we were down down and out for like two and a half weeks I'd say I lost hearing in my left ear I'm so sorry my my eardrum ruptured that is so how did that happen it yeah. was just pressure, and then it, like then there was like a liquid coming out, and I couldn't hear. Oh, and now he still can't hear. I out still of can't hear. Oh, liquid. Like, That's like the what's one of the worst places for a liquid to be coming out of? <laughs> I know, like a douche. You don't want liquid. It's the strangest feeling. It is yeah, so weird. It's out. basically it's ear or butt. That's where you don't want it. Yes, you don't yeah. want. Uh, I would say. Yeah, yes. Didn't you? Didn't Pendulette have something like that? Oh, right? oh yes. yes. Oh God! Okay, I'll tell that story in a second, but but just because it's going to drive you nuts. But Jordan, what did you have? Oh, so I. Uh, that's funny. So I was uh, I was a little late to this record because I was doing one of those home COVID swabs where the oh. person on 
this this is website sick.org that delivers right. the test to your yeah. house and then a doctor on Zoom tells you to swab your throat. Oh, and it like, sounds and totally you... legit. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm sure it's going to be accurate. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so I'm just I'm just making sure I'm a little stuffy, so we'll see. So wait, you don't have your results huh. yet? No, uh-uh. I just I before I got on Zoom, I took a picture of the bag and put it on my doorstep for like a oh. guy to come get. Did you yes. swab your okay. throat? So it's so it's I a did PCR. Swab my throat. Okay. It is a PCR. I think it's a PCR. Yeah. Got oh, okay, it. Yeah, yes, it's like instead of going and w- going to wherever where was it that we, Dodger Stadium and waiting yeah. in the line, right? Okay, so yes. So you like wait in this virtual line, and I was supposed to get the I was supposed to get the test at seven a.m. The test came at three p.m. and then I <laughs> got in the virtual line, and it said there are eighty-five people in front of you, and then the number started going up. Wow. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> like, who's who's getting in front of me? So, right, actually, right before we had to start, the doctor came on the virtual thing, and we did my swab. Uh, anyway, did he God. look like the kind of doctor that, like, you know, four or five years ago, if you lived in LA, you had to go see a doctor to get a weed card? Like, did it? Did he seem like that vibe of doctor? Well, Robin, I'll tell you this this much: it wasn't a he. Doctors can be women. What? You know what? You know, it was a a strong, independent woman. No, I could hear her kids in the background. Her kids were like yelling while she was telling me how to swab my throat anyway. Um, So wait, so she she went on Zoom and then swabbed your throat. Jordan, was she putting the cotton swab on the lens? Like, how does that work? (laughs) No, a a drone flies into your house. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) she's piloting the drone. (laughs) I went with very sophisticated sponsored by the sharper image. I went with someone to get their weed card in the time that you're talking about, Robin. And the doctor wasn't wearing shoes. It's like, you are serious. And then his wife, who also worked in the clinic, walked in and I was like, she has got to have been a stripper. And also she wasn't wearing shoes. Allison, that wasn't his wife. That was his old lady. (laughs) Ooh, That answers a question. Okay. So years ago, uh, I... The the first guy I ever dated, Daniel. I'm sorry, so many stories. Just just sorry. know, I really didn't date that much. It's like but- it's like uh, Jordan's cue. It's like getting longer the story. <laughs> and then I sorry, Daniel. There's 85 people in front of you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, okay. So there was this guy Peter that I dated when I was 16, and he had a friend Johnny. And then year sometime later. And by the way, I met Peter at Rock and Java Coffee House in Costa Mesa, where I used to hang out. Um, <laughs> and- so then I met, I ran into Johnny sometime later, and I think the topic of like whatever happened to Peter came up, and he's like, oh yeah, he's living up north with his, with his old lady. And I have always wondered, was that his girlfriend or his mom? So Jordan, no, you're always saying wondered. Girlfriend. Is Well, is old lady uh, uh, a dealer? Like who uses that more, dealers or bikers? To me, it is like what a hippie calls their like common law wife yes <laughs> okay like yes. they're not married they don't need a piece of paper right so right. they don't need city hall to tell them they're in love like it's that yeah chris christopherson had a lot of old ladies, a lot of old ladies. <laughs> yeah but isn't the old lady ever your mom or is that a different phrase 
Well, it's my like old what's lady. old man? Like if I said like I gotta hang out tonight with my old man. That's dad. No, think? that's definitely that's definitely dad. dad. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think right. it goes both ways. I think it's different. I don't think you would say old lady about mom. No, I don't think huh. so. All right. Well, I guess so he moved on a, then. Yeah, he was with his girlfriend, his common, common law, law lady up north. <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, on the Adam Carolla Humboldt. show... Humboldt. All old ladies are from Humboldt. Yes. yes. I, I was just thinking, like, up north where? That, Probably. That, uh, Humboldt, Humboldt has the largest uh, old lady per capita. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what I was thinking in that moment? I was thinking that Common Law would be a show we could all sell to ABC right now. Oh, <laughs> what would it be? But yes. I don't know. Just a lot of people who love the law and have that in common. I don't know. Right. <laughs> oh, and they live together, but they're not married. It could be Common it could Law. Follow, it could follow one else. So people in like their first year of law school who yeah. all see what happens when they stop being polite and start being real and also I talk feel about like the common law. law. No, Common Law would be like... Hippie lawyers, older, like right. middle, middle-aged hippie lawyers who've lived right. together and are not married. Yeah. And or they rapper f- turned actor Common decides yes. that he'll, he's going <laughs> to start a, a law they do defense There it work. is, Common do- Law, tonight on CBS. That's right. That's right. Yes. I moved it to CBS. <laughs> yeah, what happened? Did it, was ABC, did they have something ABC uh, wanted it to be mid-season. Works? And we've mm, got, we've got, you don't mm. put common on mid-season. Yeah. You put, that's why we had to skip over to CBS. It'll go great with the equalizer. <laughs> so, <laughs> Pendulette, this was skinny Pendulette. He was a guest on the Adam Carolla show. And I, I was looking at him while we were doing the show. And I noticed blood dripping down out of his ear, down the side of his face. Oh my gosh. He was wearing headphones that we all shared, but it really wasn't motivated by that. It was motivated by like, if I was just dripping blood, I would want someone to tell me unless it was from my crotch region. And then I just want them to give me like a sweater to wrap around my waist or something. But anyway, so during the break, I said to him, I think your ear is bleeding. And then he, and this was amazing to witness. He said, yes, does that bother you? And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) He turned it around so that wow. somehow I'm the jerk. Why are you so uptight? <laughs> yeah, somehow I'm the one who is who is uh, doing something socially inappropriate. But I love that he assumed you were bothered instead of like you were concerned. Right. Yeah. And then what did you say? Like, how did I you said, respond to that? I said no. I think I. I think I was like taken aback and i'm like no i'm cool i mean i wanted to communicate that i'm cool but i think i just i was like oh no i just okay never mind he goes this okay so he goes to the trauma center with you and he's like she's cool (laughs) (laughs) so she's not gonna be weird about any of this yeah see my belief and i had that guy justin oh justin willman on my show that who does magic for humans on netflix he's like a young hip magician and I was trying to like talk to him about this and he didn't seem to like take, he didn't, he didn't meet me halfway on this one. But my feeling is that magicians have to have like amazing crowd control and they have to m- stay in power all the time right. or else who knows someone could pull something they're not supposed to pull or looks, you know, hashtag it's all not about- all magicians. 
<laughs> that was what that was I feel like Justin Wilman's thing was like not all magicians but I think all magicians and I and I'm gonna drop an old-timey name but my dad was like best friends with Harry Blackstone and oh. Harry Blackstone jr excuse me so uh in fact Jordan you know Harry Blackstone's daughter Bellamy because she worked yeah on uh, yes. uh, Bellamy Blackstone and I worked yes. together um I think she was the production coordinator on at midnight yeah and yeah. you know just casually dropped that her father was a famous magician and i'm like well if you have the last name blackstone like (laughs) is she disappointing the family that she did not go into the family business i think like you have this great last name yeah i think that uh i think that they did want her to go into magic because her mom is like involved in magic and stuff too wow um but like if your last name was longfellow you'd be like i'm getting into plumbing (laughs) right and not I'm empty septic tanks. There's a lot more money in that than you think. <laughs> oh, by the uh, way, a short aside was yes. I was there when the Penn Jillette thing happened, and I had to go in and turn around the studio because I think we were recording Larry Miller right afterwards, and I had to clean up that blood off Ooh. the headphones. And I, to this day, carry alcohol swabs in my audio kit because of that. Smart, smart. But that's right. I mean, wildly- I'll never need them. But just I was so aghast at having to clean up blood from headphones that I just that I never I never want to be I never want to be caught unawares in this situation again but he was he was very nonplussed by it it was just very magiciany I think again hashtag not all magicians that he's like I will maintain the upper hand here even though I'm wounded well, he, seemed, he seemed to have an attitude like it happens all the time or yes. like a common thing. I, th- I think it's that right. sleight of hand thing of like mm. in a minute, in less than a second, he had to decide how to turn it around and make yeah. make you unsettled right. instead of did. him in, instead it's... of him owning it in any way. Right. So he he magicked you. And, up he yeah. and I really right. wasn't I wasn't trying to get one over on him. I was just trying to point out that his <laughs> ear was bleeding and is is he okay? I feel like it's, it's a, a bit sociopathic a, to leave blood on something and assume that no one's going to care. Right. <laughs> he was committed I, to it. He's that's yeah. the magician's commitment. I guess that's a good way. Like if you need to like hide something in your sleeve. It, yeah, you have to make them look somewhere else. So if you oh. can make your ear spontaneously bleed, no one will be looking at your sleeve. Right. All of maybe. a sudden, you look down and your watch is gone. Whoa. Right. <laughs> or maybe some other part of his body was bleeding profusely, and we didn't even know because we were looking at his ear. He was pissing his right. pants. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel, is that what or- you were doing when your ear started to leak? Yes. Were you stealing Allison's wallet? <laughs> That's right. But I also think that he was he was probably freak. Maybe there's a timeline or a version where he was freaking out that his ear was bleeding and in a moment of deflection was like, does that bother you? Because he would not want to own the fact that something weird was happening. I know that in Scientology, they teach them to turn things around by saying, "Um, what what are you afraid of? Why are you so afraid? That's kind of what he did. So yeah, it's like make it about your fear. It's always fear based. So in, is he a, whenever is they're he challenged. a Scientologist? Pat? What's that? I don't think is so. Is he a Scientologist? Seen no, but I feel like magic is Scientology adjacent. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, you know. Okay, I need to. Well, I need to. T- I need to ask you guys a question about seventh grade girl fake languages. But first, <laughs> I need to ask Robin because I've been. You know, I'm all about your social media. Were you in a oh, Hallmark no. movie years ago? 
I was, and I, I was, okay, let me just say something. If you're Jewish and you're not a Jew who celebrates Christmas, like a lot of Jews, and no disrespect there, it's a really quiet, boring time. And my niece and nephew didn't believe, like, they wanted to see a commercial I was in. I was like, it's probably not. So I found a commercial that I was in in 2003, the same time that I saw the Rumspringa documentary. <laughs> and then I was like, huh, I wonder if that weird movie of the week or Hallmark movie I did with Steve Gutenberg is online. <laughs> and it was. And it wow. it is shocking to see. It is. I guess I just I haven't been around enough to know that all, everything is on the Internet. I don't know if the phrase I haven't been around enough. I'm just not savvy enough to know that everything you've ever done is on the Internet. But I, I did. I did do a movie of the week with with Steve Gutenberg. Fantastic. <laughs> How was it? What was it called? It was called Single Santa Seeks Mrs. Claus. And <laughs> no, that's I, awesome. <laughs> and I played the ho- I always in my acting career was almost always behind a desk or a counter or dressed as an office lady. And in this particular role, I was playing, her name was Mary, M-E-R-R-Y. And Ooh. she was she was a real grouch until Single Santa comes along and you can hear in the music, which I didn't know, like the like he winks at me and makes every, and like you feel like the sand, the magical sand of Christmas <laughs> come yeah. upon me. And, and all of a sudden I'm so entranced by him. And I thought I had a few more scenes, but I couldn't find them. So maybe they got cut. <laughs> <laughs> but it was crazy. So like, were you... is this a was Steve Gutenberg playing like a like a you know hot young Santa? <laughs> I think he was playing an undercover Santa. He was playing oh, no. a Santa in the body of Steve Gutenberg, who was going around okay. in the world. As like Steve so, Santa Gutenberg. can possess people. I guess <laughs> that's so. a Santa power I was not aware of. <laughs> and he, I think he was desperately looking for a Mrs. Claus, and she appeared in the form of your favorite star from Wings, and it's a living Crystal Bernard. Wow! Ooh, but wait, fun. what happened to the old Mrs. Claus? Oh yeah, um, question. Such a good yeah. question. She, I don't know. She died before production started. I don't know. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but it was like. I it just I I had like short brown hair and I forgot that all that stuff was online. I was listening to a podcast where somebody recovered a commercial from like 1950 and I was like, "Well, if they can find that commercial, I can probably find my Golden Corral commercial." And it just kind of opened Pandora's box. What did you say in your Golden Corral commercial? Oh, I put it I actually put it in my Instagram feed because it's so horrible, but it's like a bunch of office workers going like, I feel like having soup for lunch and I just keep going, I want a salad. Like, <laughs> I just keep screaming the word like salad. Um, and then I they, this commercial. I mean, every they, office has that lady, right? <laughs> Everybody's office has lady who screams salad like a monster. <laughs> and then there's like a shot of us walking off in the parking lot to go to Golden Corral. And you can hear me going salad, salad, salad. Like I just. <laughs> and then they like promptly cut the cut the cut the sound out because God, who would want to hear me say that over and over again? <laughs> I kinda, but check out my the, Instagram feed. <laughs> by the third time. You said it. I was not only into it, but I'm like, maybe I want a salad for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> what, is oh, there some sort of corral now. that I could go to? Maybe I could get a little chocolate fountain afterwards. 
It just mm. the whole thing just sprung out of total boredom, but it was it, it it was fun to be like, oh, I actually like did do stuff as an actor. I I, I don't give myself enough credit. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to ask. So, were you pursuing an acting career in earnest? Like, is that what you wanted to do? Um, I had gone to school for theater and for performing, but had been uh, how do I say indoctrinated into writers' rooms by my best friend from high school in junior high and high school. His father was the showrunner of Full House, and so oh, cool. all wow. I know all not Fuller House guys, the Full, the house. original, yeah, and. So all through high school, oh, I was Fuller House is not lot. canon in my mind. That's true. It depends. It depends on which you know where you're coming from. But I had he, the father, the showrunner, had wanted his son and me to be writing partners. And to make a long story short, I went to college. I decided I wanted to be an actor. I ditched my friend Dan for a few years and then just tried to book stuff. And then I, in the middle of all of that, I started putting my writing samples together because I knew it was sort of a weird inevitability that I would sort of go back to to working to being on stages and working on sitcoms and stuff. I got into it in the comments of a Candace Cameron Bure post regarding. Yes, you did. I remember and that, and good for yeah. you. Do you and do you Thank remember you. I put. I knew her a little bit in high school because of this full house connection. And I was just like, I can't, I can't stand her now. What is she doing? Yeah. I Sorry, had Candace. Sorry, Candy. I, I <laughs> oh, is that what she goes by? Yeah, this is, this no. is all, all new to me. We were a well, big, we were a big TGIF family growing up, but I have not, aw. I have not like kept track of the, the stars of TGIF. What, what was Candace Cameron doing online? She was saying something. She was like, look, I'm not anti-vax. I just think sunlight, Mm -hmm. vitamins, and health Mm -hmm. should be emphasized or something. It was like one of those, like, I'm not anti-vax, but I am. Right. Um, And I don't remember what I said, but somehow I got into this, like, back and forth with this girl named, and I'm, no, I'm not going to say her name, but... She's into rave culture and <laughs> she's like Say no more. post pictures of herself at like different, you know, Burning Man-esque type rave situations. Like, can't wait to go back. Um, and I mean, I just like I spent I spent like a week. You know what it was? I think maybe the Friday before this happened on a show, I was like, I really need to get my phone addiction in check. And uh. then I just went on like a crazy binge. Like I didn't even see my family or use the bathroom for three days. I was just like texting. Do you remember this, Daniel? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was like, the principal feel- like like when Donald makes his nephews smoke the entire box of cigars? Were you just kind like, of- I need to get off my phone, so I'm going to be on my phone until I fucking hate it? Um, no, it wasn't. No, it was more like I'm going to give myself a last hurrah. It was like okay. the diet starts Monday, so I'm yeah. going to town on this ice cream right now or something right. like that. I mean, it was it was very like ridiculous and out of control and I mean like my thumbs were like very taut and I was yeah. just like so angry at my phone. But anyway, um so to fill you in, Jordan, you know, Candace Cameron's brothers, Kirk Cameron, they're very religious, like very religious. Oh, I didn't put that together that they're related. That's crazy. Okay. Are you serious? No, uh-uh. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I do know about Kirk Cameron's weird turn to yes. Christian only entertainment. Wait, this but- is breaking news for Jordan. I mean, this is huge. <laughs> we all learned this in 1987 and you're and I love that you're just crawling out of this hole now. This is incredible. Yeah. Jeff, do you have any sort of breaking news thing? 
the news with Allison. Allison Rosen, she's the best friend. Okay, I love the dancing, everyone, except for Daniel and Jeff, but I understand you're Amish. Um, yeah, Jordan, Candace wow. Cameron is one wow. of the Cameron, act that, part of the acting dynasty. And I didn't know this, but Robin just told us their mother was an agent. I knew yes. that Christian Slater's mother was a casting director, yes. but I didn't know that Barbara Cameron was an agent. Did Barbara you- Cameron. Barbara okay, Cameron was an agent and her husband was James Cameron, the TV Wait. director, the movie. No, I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> but Is not, Jaleel like, White related we... to Betty White? <laughs> what, can... <Yeah. laughs> what else can we R. tell R. Jordan Jaleel that'll White. be breaking news is like what I, I want to find out. I'm um, sorry. Um, Barbara Cameron. She was a great agent. She I don't remember. I was in high school when she signed me and I didn't I did one pilot when I was in high school uh, that I hope we can't find on the Internet. <laughs> I mean, now I want to, but um, yeah. So I had Jody. Sweeten. Was that was that pilot also about fucking Santa? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say this, and I know where I know I know where we should get to Jody Sweeten. But somebody asked me when I put the thing of single Santa seeks Mrs. Claus on my Instagram story, like, what was Steve Gutenberg like? And I hadn't thought yeah. about it in so long. But he, the answer is. That he was so nice until it got weird. <laughs> like something oh. weird happened at the very end. I can't remember what it was, but it was like, oh, my God, I'm friends with Steve Gutenberg. And now it's weird. <laughs> like something happened. I can't remember. Nothing like nothing like bad. Not, like I think him being like, what are you doing after this? But I don't know. Sure. I can't totally remember. It's not fair. Wait, it got weird. Like it was like there were too many sparks between this hotel worker and and single Santa. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes, yes. He had worked his magic on me. I mean, I be- I had to believe that he was Santa Claus. And as a Jew, it's the forbidden fruit. I had oh, to. Oh yeah. <laughs> I loved him in Short Circuit. He was in Short yes. Circuit. Right? Well, Gutenberg yes. was huge. What happened to that guy's career? Well, we were talking about how my boyfriend and I were arguing. He was saying in Three Men and a Baby that Steve Gutenberg was the big star yeah. of that movie. And my argument, I think, was that I thought Tom Selleck was the one that was yeah. the big movie star. I don't know. Certainly. Selleck was pretty big, but Gutenberg was pretty big, too. He was, oh, Ted Danson. He was Ted big, Danson. too. He was huge, but I think like Selleck was the one they were trying to make a movie star. But then I guess Gutenberg was kind of the most bona fide movie star there was. Yeah, he did yeah. 12 Police Academy movies, <laughs> each more successful than the last. It is weird. What has he been doing lately? So I used to go on this show, Red Eye, when I lived in New York, and there oh, was yeah. a woman named Anna, and I can't remember her last name, but I think she was a Fox News reporter or like a foxnews.com reporter, but she was dating Steve Gutenberg. I don't know if they're still together, but oh, that's wow. the last I'm gonna I heard I'm going to guess they're not. I'm going to oh. guess they're not. How long ago you, did you live in New York? Uh, I moved he, back here in 2010. So this was like yeah. 2009 or something. Yeah. You think that, I mean, is, is, he, is he not a, not a serial monogamist? I don't think, I don't think he's a marriage. I, yeah. I don't know if he's a monogamous guy. Yeah, You can't tie not. down Gutenberg. No, no, she's, a, no. she's his old lady. Yeah. He's he old is lady. on Cameo, <laughs> by the way. He is on Cameo. I've looked okay. it up. Oh, really? Well, it seems yes. like someone still has feelings for old Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Listen, once you get goot, you don't you don't go back. <laughs> sure. What? 
You know what else? Once you try imperfect foods, you won't go back. That's right. The queen of segways has joined the chat. How about a three-for-one New Year's resolution? Reduce food waste, save time on grocery shopping, and eat more fresh and delicious food. Think it's too good to be true? Think again, you guys. Try imperfect Foods. Imperfect Foods is a grocery delivery service offering an entire line of sustainable groceries that taste delicious and reduced waste reduce waste just by embracing the natural imperfections in food. I imagine you've seen the pictures where it's like an orange that looks delicious, but it's it's got some character to it. It's produce that has character to it. And maybe it's not perfectly symmetrical, etc. cetera. Uh, visit imperfectfoods.com to see if they deliver in your area. Once you sign up, you can personalize your weekly grocery order with fresh seasonal produce, pantry staples, and yummy snacks. Plus, your order will arrive on the same day each week. I just signed up today, placed my first order. It's going to arrive on Monday. That's where it arrives for me locally. Um, And I feel like Monday is a good day. But you know, whatever day it is for you is going to be perfect too. Uh, And on average, Imperfect Foods customers save six to eight pounds of food with every order. And unlike on-demand delivery companies, Imperfect delivers weekly by neighborhood, a unique model that produces fewer emissions, etc. Say goodbye to packaging guilt. Right now, Imperfect Foods is offering our listeners 20% off your first four orders when you go to imperfectfoods.com and use promo code Allison. Again, 20% off your first four orders. That's up to an $80 value at imperfectfoods.com when you use promo code Allison. Join the movement at imperfectfoods.com and use the promo code Allison. I also want to tell you guys about this really cool program that can teach your kids how to code. And they also have math classes and they have music classes. Um, it's called By Jews Future School. The guy who started it, his name is By Jew. That's B-Y-J-U. Even in the best schools, your child probably isn't getting the one-to-one teaching they need to reach their full potential. In a classroom with dozens of kids, teachers just don't have time to customize their approach. But at By Jews Future School, students receive personalized attention and a world-class learning experience completely online to supplement their in-person school education. Baiju's Future School currently offers coding and music courses for grades 1 through 12 and math courses for grades 1 through 8. Keep an eye out for even more subjects launching before you know it. Join the millions of parents accelerating their kids' learning today. Your child can build their own Minecraft character in the first four weeks. Visit buyjews.com slash podcast to enroll in your first four classes, a $99 value for just $9.99. That's four classes for just $9.99 at buyjus.com slash podcast. Okay. I'm going to see if I can do something fancy here. Hang on one okay. second. Let's go to that little pizza place. Oh, no, my I want God. A roast beef sandwich. <laughs> I need something fast. No, I don't have a lot of money. What about a burger? I want a salad. No. A taco salad. No. Burger. Salad. No. Burger. <laughs> Good to see we're all in agreement. Power lunch at Golden Corral. Everyone can agree on the new power lunch at Golden Corral. And wow, personal sized pizzas, grilled steak, burgers, hot roast beef sandwiches, taco salad, and more, all fast and at a great low price. I'll drive. It's your first I'll drive. Well, you're always I'll drive. <laughs> salad. 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 Um, I do Amazing. have an update. I do have an update for you guys. Uh, uh, Emily Smith is now married to Steve Gutenberg. They got married in 2019. Oh. It looks like she is a reporter. So no, it's con- Anna. So- what Anna was oh. her name? The one I knew, Anna G. Something. Oh, okay, yeah. so maybe he had a thing for reporters. Mm-hmm. And 
I would be remiss if I didn't mention a thing everybody in the world should go to YouTube and put in put in Can't Stop the Music, Steve Gutenberg, and you will see the opening of a movie from 1980 where he is roller skating through the streets of Manhattan, Times Square. Nice. Yeah. Can't stop the music. Robin, when you go on podcasts uh, and like get interviewed and stuff, do people ask like, can we talk to Salad Woman? Is Salad Woman, is she there? Can we talk to her? Oh my God. Remember that James Lipton used to do that? Yeah, in, inside the actor's <laughs> yeah. studio, like, and then he had like the cast of The Simpsons, and he's like, "Can I speak to Bart, please? Is Bart home?" <laughs> like, and, and he definitely did it to the Will and Grace cast, um, right? And and it was, it's always so weird. When that, that guy happened. was so funny. He, do you remember how it came out that he had been like a pimp in Paris for years? What? <laughs> what? Yes. In his what? Youth, in his Are you youth, serious? He lived this is crazier Paris. than uh, Candace Cameron and Kurt Cameron being related. <laughs> no, that, James Lipton was uh, he was a wild dude. He lived in Paris and he uh, he would pimp prostitutes. Oh my god! Honestly, yeah. though, sure he, prob- he probably pimped them very gently. He'd be like, "What do you oh. want them to say when you walk <laughs> right. into the door?" Right. That's the most dramatic pimping when you arrive ever. at the apartment complex. <laughs> yeah. What do you? What is the first word you hear? What's the sound you love? Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, interesting dude. He is an interesting dude. He no, was. you're R. worth R. Claudette. <laughs> there is, there's a a billboard that we pass when we're driving down to Orange County, and it's for a lawyer, but I think oh. it's like a accident. Yeah, lawyer. And he looks, Sweet James. Yes. Oh, he totally yeah. looks like Daniel. He, but it's not. <laughs> It's a, I think of Daniel every time I see that. Isn't there he something looks like James Lipton? Is isn't what there I something say. going on with Sweet James? Isn't yes. Sweet James married to a Real Housewife? Yes, Sweet James is married to of... a Real Housewife of OC, but they are recently separated and getting. This a divorce. is my version of Candace Cameron and Kurt Cameron being brother and sister. Yeah. Wait, but doesn't Sweet James look just like James Lipton? I don't. Oh, he I has mean, a I... James. Yeah. To me, it's a spitting him. I'm like, why is James Lipton on that billboard? <laughs> he has such need... a weird vibe, too. It's like, he's a lawyer, but he has this weird nickname, Sweet James, and their <laughs> right. logo is like a baseball logo. Yeah. But the music for his jingle is like an 80s sound-alike song. <laughs> you remember that jingle. Sweet James, I didn't either. Sweet James's uh, Real Housewife wife did an interview and talked about their sex dungeon. They have like a yes. basement sex dungeon. Oh. Of course, so. this is all full one. circle because Robin's the one who told us that Stephen Sondheim had a sex dungeon. Oh right. yeah, from what yeah. I heard. From what I heard. R.I.P. Which which, <laughs> which Real Housewife is it? Was it? Um, I don't watch the show, but maybe Jordan knows. It's a new. Yeah, it's a this new is also. This is my. I saw a documentary on this because I. Uh, <laughs> I have now told you all the information I have about this. Um, well, I guess I wish in I the more. first in the first episode, which again I did not watch, but I have heard that she's like, oh, she did this sort of housewife trope of being like, oh my god, our marriage, my marriage to Sweet James is incredible. We have sex. Wait, all she the calls time. him Sweet James. <laughs> sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> my marriage to Sweet Jamie. Is Daniel, incredible. do you want to be? Do you want to be Sweet Quants? I mean, oh. I didn't know that was on the table. Sweet Quants. Sweet Quants. I honestly thought Sweet James was a dispensary. It didn't it it's yeah, very confusing it does seem marketing. Like that. 
Okay, I'm going to need a listener to please send in some kind of side-by-side of Sweet James and James Lipton so I can prove my point. And Daniel. Email it to ariynbfshow at gmail.com or tweet it at ariynbf. Send it to me on Instagram. There's a thousand ways to reach me. Jeff, is the Sweet James jingle just Sweet Jane? <laughs> no, it's sweet. It's a James. it's a parody of somebody's watching me. Oh, that's I always feel like oh, somebody's yeah. watching me. Yeah, it's no a parody privacy. of that. Oh, but what does that have to do with the law? Cause maybe because oh. he's like yeah, he know. takes care of his clients. Oh, but it's got that's got like a real stalker energy. It does. Yeah, I don't think Sweet James thought this out. No, that's okay, uh, Michael Jackson singing that verse, that chorus. By the way. I always oh. feel like he saw that. His sister said? is Janet Jackson. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, the next thing you're going to tell me is that Alec Baldwin and Stephen Baldwin are related. It's uh, true. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> so on a recent episode, but I don't think either of you were on the episode. It came up. This not pig Latin, but this like alternate to pig Latin that seventh, eighth grade girls sometimes spoke. My friend called it gibberish in the Sweet Valley High or maybe Sweet Valley Twins books. I've heard it referred to as Ithig, but like Robin Shore would be with the gob of the ginch to the gore. Oh, yeah. Jordan Morris, just the gore to the gin, the gore to the gist. Is this ringing a bell for anyone besides? Yeah, I, yeah, yes. this is I have a vague okay. memory of this. I didn't okay. see a documentary about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it came up on the show, and Wendy Molyneux, guest on that show, was like, if you don't stop this immediately, I'm logging off. She just had, she had no tolerance for it. Hmm. Oh. But anyway, our, so there's a show uh, for kids called Backyardigans. Sure. And our son, Owen, who's the one who's almost three, is obsessed with it. And like, he, Obsessed. Obsessed. All like his if you had a catchphrase, it would just be, I want back of the guardigans. That's how he says it. Back of the guardigans. For a little while, it was back the guardigans. So just one extra syllable. But now it's very clearly back of the guardigans. Back. I think that's because we've been we stopped calling it backyardigans because it's more fun to say it his way. And so we added a syllable and then he added a syllable to that. It's just getting longer and longer. But like in the middle of the night, he'll cry and you walk in and then like very calmly, he'll say, I want back at the guardigans. So um, (laughs) back at the guardigans is nonstop back at the guardigans. So our babysitter today said it kind of sounds like that language that the uncool kids in high school spoke, like the dorks (laughs) spoke it. Wow. And I said in my school. The cool kids spoke it. Oh, no. Same. And then she said, she got this look of pity and like maybe she put her foot in her mouth and she went, oh, sorry. And I'm like, oh, no. You thought you were cool. I said, (laughs) I said, I said, hang on. I said, oh, no, it's fine. I wasn't, I wasn't like cool or anything. (laughs) But, but secretly I was like, but I did speak this language. So I'm just curious. At your school, was this a cool kid thing or an uncool kid thing, Robin? At my school, it was a very much a cool kid thing, and it was very much a thing I could not track. I couldn't get mm. into it. I couldn't. I couldn't jump into it. And I try. Yeah. I think I tried, and it just wasn't for me. 
but it was definitely I mean, I a teach cool, you. Yeah, but it was cool. Girls would be like, "Did a guy did you go to the blah, blah, blah? And I would be like, I don't, "I'd be like <laughs> <Yes>. salad." <laughs> yeah. So the gal of the kid. That that is what we did, Robin. Thank you. I mean, and let me just say for the record, I was not cool. I wanted so badly to be cool. There are cool kids. I mean, sorry, there are uncool kids who like seem to not care at all and we're just happy with their social standing and I admire that there's something really cool about that I was just on the periphery of so much and I just desperately wanted to be cool I remember I went Christmas shopping with my friend Brad who I later had a crush on again sorry Daniel (laughs) and this girl Charlene who lived up the street she lived up the street from me so I gave her rides to school sometimes and she was a cheerleader and she came up and said hi and we were talking and then she left and I was like Brad's gonna think I'm so cool because I know a cheerleader and then Brad and this was really like an epiphany moment for me he was like "Ugh, I can't stand people like that and I thought Oh, my God. I can't either. No offense, Charlene, if you're listening. It wasn't about you. It was about cheerleaders. You're, you're lovely. I later ran into her at like Lollapalooza or something, and she's fine. She's lovely. Um, Pune Basserpoo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I did go to school with Pune Basserpoo. And I found her recently on Facebook, and I wanted to send you a picture, Jeff. Um, <laughs> but anyway... What was my point? Oh, yeah. My point was just, I spoke this dumb language. I wanted to be cool. I wasn't cool. Jordan, do you feel like this was a cool, cool gal thing? So I'm trying, I'm trying to think. I, my memory of this is that I learned about it in the like plot of a TV show. I want to say like (laughs) Saved by the Bell or something. It was like a (laughs) Saved by the Bell plot. In my high school, um, the cool kids like, did a lot of plays. We like were always rehearsing for plays. We doing monologues and yeah. improv and you Quoting know wearing our Monty Python sketches. Yeah, yeah, like uh, memorizing <laughs> Monty Python sketches, like writing yeah. them down. Like we would pause, we would tape That's it cool. off Comedy Central, and we would pause it and then write down the entire. Knights who say knee scene. That's so sure. cool. So that's what uh, that's what the cool kids did at my high school. Yeah. Jeff. I have, high school? No, I have no knowledge of this. Oh. Okay. Maybe it didn't make it all the way to, uh, to, Amish to Philadelphia. Country. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel? Memory? Uh, no, I, I, no one in my school spoke Dorklish. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's Ken Gabarra's well, next show. <laughs> Dorklish. No, I don't have any. I, I, at some point in my life, I heard about it, but I don't remember anyone ever speaking it. Stay tuned for an all-new Dorklish after common law. (laughs) Yes. Kenya Barris. Dorklish. I've never seen Blackish. What is it about? It's about a... It's an upwardly mobile black family. Uh, They're Blackish. Get it? No. (laughs) I mean, kind of, yeah. They're just like this glamorous family and they have it's 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 just a it's a family sitcom of like about rich black people. Hmm. Yeah, I think that should be a lead. It's it's such a funny show. People love it. I've only seen it a a handful of times, but I have I have touched butts with Tracy Ellis Ross at the gym. So (laughs) I've basically seen blackish. How did that happen that you touched? We both bent down at the same time and our butts touched. And uh, for me, it was a big deal, but I don't think for her, I don't think she cared very much. (laughs) 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 
All right, listen. After this discussion of high school, I feel like I need to process with someone. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We talk about BetterHelp a lot on this show. And this month, we're discussing some of the stigmas around mental health. If you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know I'm a huge uh, believer in therapy. It's helped me immensely. But some people think that you should wait until things are unbearable to go to therapy. That isn't true. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse, and it can help you avoid those lows. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist, so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy. And Alice and Rosen listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash best friend. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash best friend. I think it is time to say hello and welcome to my new patrons. I already gave you guys the hard sell for Patreon at the beginning, but I'll just remind you that if you want to sign up for an annual subscription, you get two months free. So it's 10 months for, no, it's 12 months for the price of 10. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there who signed up to be new patrons. Patreon.com slash Allison <laughs> Oh my God, the dancing. The dancing, you guys. Again, patreon.com is where you can see the dancing. Um, I would like to say hello and welcome to Susan Gary. She signed up for an annual subscription. Hello, welcome to Alicia Thompson. Hello and welcome to Ulysses Atkins, who switched from monthly to annual. Horatio Villa, hello and welcome. Uh, he is at a level where he gets his name on my website. I got to put that on there. Uh, hello and welcome to Sarah Ellis. You're back. Mary Lynn White switched from monthly to annual and Christina Duty switched from monthly to annual. Hello, welcome. I love all you guys. Um, I hope you are enjoying your Patreon-ness. Um, so Jordan, yes. how was your Christmas? How was your New Year's? Um, how how both, have things been? Uh, both were chill. Um, yeah, boy, I'm Allison. I, I've been doing nothing. I got... <laughs> I almost said no to coming on to the show because I've been doing so much nothing lately and I I feel like I I I have no anecdotes. I saw my family uh briefly um briefly for Christmas. We did a little like lunch in Orange County and I uh uh, decided to kind of you know skip New Year's Eve festivities for you know uh, health and health and wellness reasons. And I've just been playing a lot of Resident Evil 8. Um, Ooh, do you want to hear about Resident Evil 8? Sure. Is, is that like in Paris or something? Uh, there you go. <laughs> Are those the most current video game sounds you have, Jeff? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the kids are playing Asteroids. Wait. What did you ask about Paris, Daniel? Well, isn't it there's like a setting that's interesting about it? Uh, isn't it, it is set. It is set in like Eastern oh. Europe. It is set in kind of a vague, like it is a. It's a scary horror game. It is set in kind of a spooky, like witch village, Ooh. and it, it it kind of made its way into the general consciousness um, because it features one of the bad guys is a giant vampire lady, like a giant Victorian vampire lady. And when they revealed her, um, people wanted her to step on them and crush them. 
Why? Um, because they, that's and their... then they would, and then liquid com- would come out of their genitals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to, to, to produce genital liquid. Yes, got it. Uh, because yes, this was. I think this was playing hot? into a very specific uh, fetish category for for giant giant women. <laughs> is she I'm look on Robin's face right now? <laughs> is she hot or is she just she's trying huge? to process it? Uh, she's or she's both. both. She is both big and hot. Like how big are we talking? Yeah, why is that mutually exclusive, Allison? What? Why is that mutually exclusive, Allison? Well, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just trying to understand if the if the fetish appeal of her is just like, because the way Jordan made it sound is it like a ripple went through the giantess smush community or whatever this is called, right? <laughs> Smushies, <laughs> Smushies, and I'm just trying to understand why. I'm a curious person, Daniel. I, I, my mind is open. I don't have blinders on. I don't live in a little box like you, sweet mm-hmm. Daniel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> live it in your sweet little bubble. Yeah. You and your billboards. <laughs> um, well, I have a question. Is yes. the giant smushy fetish community so large that they're in. They're doing market research for these games, and they're like, "We got to get a giant lady in there because the fans love it." Robin, it's a great question. Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. It's are are we are we putting the cart before the giant woman? Um, I don't know if this is a case of the 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 marketing company identified an underserved community, <laughs> or. You know, the the makers of the game just thought it would be cool to have a giant woman, and then they realized what they had done afterwards. <laughs> they got okay. I mean, I think Daniel has put put the giant lady into the chat. Okay, right, so Daniel? now do I that... click on this and it'll open? Mm. And Daniel, is this your personal fan art? <laughs> I mean, it is oh. now. Oh yeah, she's like she's well. First oh. of all, she's got Edward Scissorhands hand on one hand. She's, She's also like, Angelica Houston in the face. I was going to say Dita Von Teese. But sure. Yeah. So she's I mean, like, she's yeah. hot. So Jordan, is this I'd actually smush. scary, this game? Uh, it is pretty scary. Yeah. Um, uh, it's like it's like first person. So you have to like walk down a lot of dark hallways. And there's a like mm. a scary doll bit that is very scary. <laughs> and I don't know if there's awful. a, you know, community that's into... <laughs> Spooky dolls, dolls, but <laughs> I was what certainly happens? not aroused during the spooky doll bit. Do the, what do the dolls do that's so scary? I mean, uh, a bunch of dolls is scary, but... You know, they just sit there and look at you, and then sometimes they fall off the shelf. It's very mild. It's very, mm. like, you know, it's very, like, it gets in your head. Mm. I... I don't. I don't do... I've, I've wanted to get into video games. It seems like a good thing to get into, um, as opposed to, like, my interests, which are Twitter and snacking, but... <laughs> I just you can can't do really... all three of those things at the same time, Allison. Wait, you can how... incorporate you can incorporate video games, but you have to have your hands on a joystick or a controller, don't you? Yeah, that's true. But like, just be like, just be like quick, you know? Yeah, I it'll guess make so. you more dexterous. Um, I mean, the occasional game on my phone I can get into, but in general, I'm not like Daniel, yeah. where 
like when I, he gets a new game, he's super, he hasn't in a while. But Robin, ha- are you into video games? No, but I, I, you're making me think of something that I am into, and it's not giant ladies smushing people, or is it? Um, uh, but you just you mentioned that it was like a little bit scary, and yesterday I started watching a fantastic show that's also scary, which is very off brand for me because I can't even look, I can't even watch TV at night because everything scares me. But there's this new show. I don't know if you've heard about it on Showtime called Yellow Jackets. Oh, I've heard I Yellow Jackets. I am so glad you brought this up because I it's, was just reading about it today. It's um, everyone so is talking good. about it. It's so it good, scary? and there there are definitely horror elements to it. And you know, I, I I back so far away from that stuff. But it's done in a way that like I can look away from it and not feel ruined for the rest of the episode. But it is sca- There are some scares in it, but. It's so worth it for like the 90s sort of Gen X like music and it all takes place in 1996 and 2021. Is the scary, is it like violent or gory or creepy? Is it, is it disturbing? Yes. All of it. It's about cannibalism essentially. So you find that disturbing? (laughs) But it's, I, if I, I guess what I'm saying to your listeners is if I can handle it, then pretty much anybody can. Uh, but it's so well you done. You have no idea what a wuss Allison is. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, but but I'm thinking maybe Robin and I might be similar because what she's describing, that level of backing away from horror stuff, that is me. I hate yeah. anything scary. And I'm very, very, like when I learned about the plot or even just the, not even the plot, just the a few details of whatever happened to baby Jane, which yeah. I've never seen. It's not when I was scary. a teenager, I was like haunted for six mm. months over it. Right, right. I'm ha- I'm per- I'm perennially haunted by things that I've seen on screen that are scary. I I look away from everything, but for some reason, like this show is so compelling and so well done that I'm like, I got I gotta sit through the scares. I got like I could not do Handmaid's Tale. I could I I did first season with my eyes closed and then and okay. then gave it gave it up. What are the nineties needle drops that they put in there? I mean, and and what's funny is like if you know that music well enough, you're like that was 2002. But uh, um, yeah. <laughs> that would ruin it for me. That would totally ruin take, it for me. Take me right out of it. Yeah, I mean, one of the big needle drops is from the uh, Oh, make me over, like the Courtney oh, Love yeah, song, sure. and oh. that that was not it. That was in 2000 or something mm, that that yeah. album came out. But uh, I can't even like Liz Fair. It, it's like especially the pilot episode is just chock-a-block wall-to-wall music you love i promise were you talking about whole like the whole song celebrity the whole skin. song I, celebrity I, skin came out maybe came out in 99 they're not just no, gonna play part of the song <laughs> i think sorry to be this person but i think it was late 90s because i remember specifically listening to it in 98 i think you might you might be right. I may not have been able to afford the CD until two thousand and two, <laughs> but but there are, there was one or two songs that I was like, was that nineties? But but either way, it's about it's essentially about women my age dealing with horrific things that happened to them in the nineties, which I can relate to. Yeah, and it's got like Juliette Lewis, Christina Ricci, a couple others, Melanie and then- Linsky, who's amazing. Um, and then them as children too, right? So it's and, like the now and then thing. Yeah, you see them as teens and then you see them as adults. And Juliet Lewis is amazing. Christina Ricci plays the fucking craziest character, and it's just fun to like watch them do it. Does it? Okay, so when I watched the first episode of Westworld, a show I really like, 
I remember the first episode of Westworld and the first episode of Stranger Things. I was like a little creeped out to go to sleep that night. Is this going to do that to me? I watched episode three last night. I was here by myself and I thought some I thought I would be scared and I actually got to sleep just fine. But I am really like high sensitivity to this stuff. Like I I can't when a knife comes out on the screen, I will run out of the room. So the <laughs> like truly. So I um the beginning of the show and the beginning of the pilot, you'll see where they're going with the creepy stuff. And I think it gives you a set and setting to understand it. If nothing comes crazy out of the blue. Right. Like these video games. The thing, the thing in movies I can't handle now, and I have a pretty high tolerance for like gore and horror and, you know, zombie stuff and slasher stuff. But the thing that is freaking me out these days is when there's a close shot of someone driving a car because I just think they're going to get T-boned. There's been so many of those shots where it's like a close shot of someone driving the car. Every, even if it's not a, a show where someone would get T-boned. I'm like, they're about to get T-boned. It's just going to happen and then their life's yeah. going to be ruined and it could happen to me and it might happen to my mom and then I'll get a call. Mm. Like, it just, you know, every time I see that close shot of someone driving, I go down that hole. I get that. I uh, get that. Jordan, is that your cat on your shirt? No. Oh, <laughs> so this is a, uh, I am wearing a piece of Doughboys merch. Doughboys, oh, nice. the chain restaurant podcast. Oh, so that's Wally or Irma? It's, yeah, it's Wally and Irma. Mitch is, Mitch is one of the hosts Ew. of the Doughboys and they have uh, his cats on a shirt. And it's, uh, it's, a, it's a delightful piece of podcast merch and it's one of my favorite shirts. Nice. I, I only saw shirt. one of the cats, but now I see both. Yeah, that is a really good shirt. I would, I would like my cat to be on stuff. I do. I am. I do like this shirt, but I am jealous when I put it on that these are his cats not and not cat. my cats. My how cat. How does your cat? <laughs> how does Bug feel about it? Oh, she's she's livid. She can't stand it when I wear this shirt. <laughs> she just sleeps all day to punish me. <laughs> uh, Jeff, how was your holiday season? It was delightfully, largely uneventful. I just took it easy. Kicked it. Uh, yeah, just watched some TV, sat around, listened to the rain. There was a lot of nice rain here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. Um, I did check out a new TV show. Maybe I'm late to the game and everybody's talked about it, but the uh, the Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO. I've heard that People so People love good. it. I have not seen it. It is so good. I mean, in spite of its title, I, I would really love... If anybody knows Mindy Kaling, uh, please hit her up and say... So what was the name of this show before HBO had a meeting about it? <laughs> because it's just, you know, such a kind of lascivious title. And the, the show is way better than that title leads you to believe. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's so insanely funny. The scripts are wildly funny and the dialogue is amazing. But also the the kind of things that these girls deal with and the problems that they have in their sort of story arc are really incredible. It's it's really amazing writing and the acting is great too. Hmm. Oh. Now I have a couple shows to check out. Yeah, this I was is... I was howling laughing watching it. Oh. Uh, I've been watching a couple shows that I enjoy but I can't say they're good and <laughs> that is Emily in Paris and sure. uh, the Sex and the City reboot. Is anyone watching those? I am yes. watching and just like that, but not Emily in Paris. My mother is watching Emily in Paris and loves it. <laughs> I re- I'm sad that I finished the second season, and again, I can't say it's like a good show or anything like that. But it's it feels like a like young adult fiction or something. Like it's very, um, 
that not a lot goes on at once. It's very simple, but it's uh, it's kind of cartoony, but it's also like pleasurable to watch. Yeah. Well, mm. what else do you need? You know? Yeah. Let's how not make feel, it so complicated. How do you feel about and just I keep wanting to say and so it goes, but it's and just like that. <laughs> the Sex and City reboot. How do you feel about that? I have a lot of feelings about it. I do. I I think that why is it, the first, why is it called that? Because I think because it's not sex. Because it's just not sex in the city anymore. I don't know. And and but also Samantha's was, not in it. But Carrie but always used phrase, to say yes. yeah, in her column it was a phrase like and just like that. And just like that, I went. Yeah, I went. And just like that, yeah. A phrase she used in her. It column. was a phrase, but I, I guess I feel like the first three episodes, two, the two, the first three episodes were really wobbly to me. Mm-hmm. But then the the most recent one where she has she, this is so sad. It's this is why it's not sex in the city, Jordan. She has to get a hip surgery. So oh, I wow. thought yeah. that was the episode where that finally sort of found its footing without Samantha and everybody. But it just seems like everybody, all the women now have friends of color. And mm-hmm. they took just, that note. They took that note, and I think it's great. But it's like I wish it had been there since the beginning. It just, you know, it it it's sad what it took to get there for them to have friends that don't look like them, right? But and they're very, it's very self conscious about how not diverse it was and how yes. like uncomfortably their uncomfortable attempts at being PC. Like it's very. Yes. It's very that's like a, a front and center aspect of it, which is sort of interesting. Yeah. It is it's cringy, yeah. but it's interesting. It's it, like, did I hear that she's a podcaster now? Is that like part yes. of the plot? <laughs> yes, and and that was actually like part of one of one of the lines that kept coming up in the recaps and all this stuff is this. This uh, person, Sara Ramirez, plays the boss at the podcast that that Carrie is on, and Bobby yeah, Lee the is in there. Boss. Yeah, so she kept saying, that's exactly no it, Jordan. Jordan. She kept saying, like, don't do that in front of my podcast boss. <laughs> or she'd be like, Miranda, that's my podcast boss. Instead of just being like, oh, Miranda, that's uh, my boss over at the podcast. The host like, of the show that I'm on, yeah. Yeah, there's just such a more conversational way to do it. But maybe they were like, this is what a 50-something-year-old woman, how she would. It was just so, it, it's just such a small note. But I want them to take it. It, the whole um, thing. And- I feel like there was a there was a, a a while in pop culture where just like the word Uber was a punchline, mm-hmm. you know. Sure, like it, sure. Like you know, people writing TV started using Uber about a year after everybody else, and then characters would just end on, "We got to get in an Uber," and you know, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that is that where podcasting is now. Can you just say podcast, and it's kind of like. <laughs> One of those. I think so. Yes. It does kind so. of feel like it's written by an alien who's just introduced to our culture and is like, oh, these are the things people are thinking about. And, uh, you know, some of the terminology like we just went to a comedy concert. Yes. Like, <laughs> right. A comedy concert. Like, who the fuck? Somebody made comedy that? concert, Daniel. I mean, like, you hit the nail on the head. And they said it like 10 that. times in that episode. They, like, flight they, of the they kept calling it a comedy concert. And then. What even is that? With, with all due respect to Her the writers, and- boss put on the concert. Yes, <laughs> and the, then they went the, for a food meal. <laughs> right, let's like, so all have everyone's meal together the, at the food building. The character, the podcast boss, has like a comedy concert, 
And yeah. my big problem, I don't know if you guys saw it, but it went, it was a solid five minutes of just Sara Ramirez and yeah. them reacting to her. And, and I, no I jokes. Thought, no yeah. Jokes. And no jokes. And I thought, oh, they'll cut out of this. They'll cut out of this at some point. Like, and I, I just couldn't believe how much time they, they really let that, they really gave that a lot of time. It's so Yes. Awesome. And yet it was like, and it wasn't really any real jokes, which was, it's, I guess that's what you get at a comedy concert as opposed to a comedy show. <laughs> yeah. Allison, to me, I, to me, you'll always be the podcast boss. Yes. <laughs> it's my podcast po- boss. The, the way they show this podcast too, it's like, ugh, it's so cringy. I mean, it's not, it, it's like the, it's like what a person who was just introduced to the idea of podcasts <laughs> imagines podcasts might be like, you know, and, and there's like a, a real ball busting producer, you know, yeah. like oh, oh no, the yes. podcast producer is here. Like what? Our ratings <laughs> are, are in, feel- and they're holding a sheet no. of paper. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. she's like, you got to get your socials up. Get, get yes. your socials up. Like that's a thing. You're so. I finally feel seen. I right. feel represented. <laughs> exactly. Finally, but but finally. Daniel, you're right. I mean, in the first day of the writers' room, they were probably just like, how do we bring Carrie Bradshaw into 2021? Right. And oh my God, you guys, Rome is playing again. I put Rome, the song on before the <laughs> podcast started, and I can't get it to stop. <laughs> I Why would feel you want like, to? <laughs> I feel like if. Do you need another song? Right. No, it's such a good song. But uh, they. I feel the, like the, Carrie Bradshaw would have her own podcast. Yes. Like in the yes. world of Sex in the City, she's big enough and savvy enough. To have started her own as, as opposed to what they have, which is like she's on someone else's show, kind of, and she doesn't really know how to do it. It's like, no, she'd be probably like right in the thick of it. Yeah, she would I, be like the Mark Mayer. Like she would be right. I don't know. She to me is so mm-hmm. singular. And then I think the writers were like, we want her to interact with people that are younger since she's gotten older and maybe put her in the lower status position. But it right. doesn't totally work because she is an icon on the show. Like, you know, she had her face on buses in the original like right. show. James. Right. Yeah. She, she's so, Sweet James of right. New York. She's hesitant <laughs> to talk. So what is the name of the show? Like he, she, and me or something? Um, it's and like they. X. It's, isn't oh, yeah. it like X, Y, and Z or something? I don't know. So it's uh, something like that. Yeah. But anyway, she's hesitant to talk about graphic sexual stuff and her podcast boss says to her (laughs) she has to quote step her pussy up and then remember before a note we've all gotten (laughs) i know and then so i'm gonna spoil something i can spoil it right i feel like it's been in the culture a lot it's a big dies in the first episode but before he dies she tells him she has to step her Step her pussy up, yeah, and therefore like the she last wants to watch him masturbate. Him. Like the last yeah. intimate moment they had was her watching him masturbate. Yeah, which is yeah. not much has been made of that. Like that no. was her stepping her pussy up. I'm confused. I, I uh, here's the thing. During the there, I shut the I shut the show off. I shut off my TV at two points during the first episode. The first was when Miranda was in the college class asking the professor oh about her braids. I was yes. just like, I can't. And I threw the remote control like across the couch and just like hit. <laughs> yeah. 
And then the second time was was that. I just was like, why am I watching? Why am We're I watching We're not even this? talking about the absolute weirdest thing in which all one? of this, which is the fact that Miranda and her husband allow their son oh, yeah. to have loud, raucous sex <laughs> in, in their, their house. house. She snapped her pussy up. Like they're sitting in bed watching TV and they can hear her son banging his girlfriend and then like they'll run into each other in the kitchen you know like post like oh hey how's it going like who's doing this this is crazy (laughs) i think that they thought and again i don't know but i think that they were like first of all we have to remember the last time we saw miranda's son he had just been born so now you're asking (laughs) the viewer to accept that he's just fucking someone crazily next (laughs) Remember that baby? (laughs) Remember that baby? Here's what it sounds like now. You ever wondered how that baby fucks? I I do think they're trying to sort of tease out the idea that Miranda and Steve, Miranda and Steve, um, they aren't having sex. His voice is a put on, right? No one talks like that. Miranda. But I also. Robin, what do you think Miranda and Steve want to have for lunch? Miranda, they want a salad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they. You didn't um, say it like that in the commercial, by the way. <laughs> yeah, in my mind, I did. But they um, aren't having sex, and they added this other layer of Steve not being able to hear, so much so oh, yeah. to the fact that I Googled, does Dave Eigenberg have hearing loss? And he does not. <laughs> they just wanted to add, they wanted to color Miranda's world with the fact that she's not happy in her marriage. She's uninspired. And I think her, I don't know what her, her son having sex serves as some bizarre foil to her not having sex. I think that makes sense. Maybe. But yeah, both yeah. Daniel and I are like, we're never going to parent that way. No. No. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's, it's very bizarre. It's it's a little bit like someone took all of the things in our culture, wrote them down on a piece of paper, and every episode they got yes. to draw like three of them. Like yes. Peloton. Let's see. Peloton. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Bitcoin. Trans issues. And uh, white fragility. Okay. That's episode two. Right. Right. Our and big then- season finale is Tesla and... Yeah. <laughs> TikTok ADHD memes. Oh Oh my God, Jordan. I asked my therapist if I might have ADHD because TikTok, she said no. And I I suspect that I didn't really, but ADHD talk, we've talked about this before. Like, you know, I've seen so many TikToks that are like, you know, do you... Like, like, you know, I hate standing in long lines. I don't like to finish my to-do list. Uh, sometimes I get cold. Turns out it was my undiagnosed ADHD. Like, they're just such very standard things that I think everyone relates to. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They are. It's it's strange. I, I, as I, I have it. I, uh, I was diagnosed as a kid and took Ritalin and, mm-hmm. you know, have, have something I have to, you know cope with when i'm working and stuff like that i it's it it's it's strange that it's being presented like that like i mean i think it's good if you don't know you have it you you know you learn to deal with it but like i don't know it seems to be it seems to be that stuff kind of seems to be making it more of an identity than it should be i don't know i'm maybe not the guy to ask about this but no i know it's yeah i i 
I don't want to insult anyone by saying stuff like that. But I, I also feel I don't know if you're reacting like it's a sensitive topic because I do feel like it's a sensitive topic because in the comments of these videos, people someone someone will say like, "That's everyone has that," and then it's like you're minimizing yeah, my, special, sure, sure. my certain condition. Right. Um, but at the same time, it does seem to be like there's just a, so much about it on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean, probably, but th- well, then again, though, <laughs> it depends. The short answer Listen, is let's no, move back to talking about race convenient. in Sex in the I City. Do, that is a. Here, here's where it's going to get uh, a little murky. I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think so online. I mean, there were, I think word counts were important in print magazine, mm. but online, uh-huh, there were. isn't that. Well, um, I mean, unless there's like ads being. No. Uh, boy, I don't know. Maybe I. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Wow. Bravo. I don't know where you got any of that, Jeff, because I never said any of that. No, I I just edited a bunch of different stuff together to make you sound like you were waffling. I know. Just really, that's all. It was all a deep fake. Um, You guys, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Listeners, if you've liked what you're hearing, even if you don't, please leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Also, I didn't even know you can leave reviews on Spotify. If you're listening on Spotify, click that thing that says review, and then it'll just give you a set of five stars. I would recommend five. That's my favorite number. But what do you know? Vote with your heart. Uh, It's very fast and easy. So I think now you can rate podcasts everywhere. So wherever you're listening, Please rate this podcast. It helps the show. Uh, leave us a review. Helps as well. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And um, listen to my other shows as well, Childish and my new one, Upworthy <laughs> Weekly. Robin, where might we find you? Find me in my horrible commercial on Instagram at Robin Shore, <laughs> R-O-B-I-N-S-H-O-R-R. <laughs> Wonderful. Jordan, what about you? Yeah, uh, I have a podcast. It is called Jordan Jesse Go. It is a chat show, not unlike this one. Allison is a frequent guest. She drops by oh. uh, often, and we love when she does. And uh, yeah, I co-wrote a graphic novel called Bubble. It's a sci-fi comedy, and you can get it wherever you get your books. Wonderful. I got my bumper dinged at the swat and gobble. <laughs> Daniel, Sweet Quants, what about you? Yeah, you can find me at Sweet Quants at Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> you can find uh, me on, on, on a snappy. billboard on the 405 freeway. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I know, Daniel Quants. And, um, you know, just same old, same old around here. You do have your own. You do have your own sign along the freeway. I've seen it. What does it say? That's Old Town State Park. <laughs> next right. They... Next right. Old Town. <laughs> they took that down. I I heard. I feel really. Like, I saw it yeah. not too long ago, and I I fall out laughing every time I see it. It just yes. sneaks up on me, and I practically crash my car laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes, every now and then someone would tweet a picture of it, to me, which I love. <laughs> Um, but then someone informed me that it's gone now. So I don't know. Hmm. And so. Jeff, what about you? You can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Colonel Jeff Fox. And if you're looking for an hilarious new podcast to listen to, check out The Bad Dates Show with Rob Cohen, where people just tell stories of their bad dates. And you will not believe the stories that people tell. Is this Rob Cohen, the Simpsons writer? Yes. Oh, he's so funny. He's so funny. I think today was his birthday because I saw people wishing him a happy birthday on Instagram. It was his birthday. Happy birthday, Rob. 
Happy birthday, Rob. That was <laughs> Is that Steve. David Eigenberg? Yes. Yeah. I love salad. you, Rob. <laughs> you can find subscription links at thebaddateshow.com. Wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? We had a good time. 